0: Yes, my voice is congested. Yes, it is very hard for me to record, but I know I need to record right now. So I'm going to do it. It's one of those things you have to do. So welcome to this podcast. If this is your first time, my name is Quanisha and this is Be A Better Baddie. And I am the host, the coach, the teacher and the cheerleader of all baddies in the world. And you're probably wondering, what does a baddie do? Because I've never really explained it. Good thing for you. I made a whole ABCs of baddies, whole ABCs of baddies, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So for all of the new and the old, welcome. I'm so excited to jump into this with you. Welcome back to Be A Better Baddie. So before we jump into this, a little house have another mini sold coming because I did receive another email question so that'll be posted later this week I think on Thursday or Friday um so that's exciting please keep the questions coming if you have any questions or comments about anything like Remarks Like I said something in the podcast, you're like, oh, but I think this. Feel free to send it. So you can just send that to BeABetterBaddy at gmail.com, and I'll be sure to get to it, of course. So I'm excited. That new episode will be coming later this week, this mini so Now, you're probably asking, what in the heck, and Bob, is ABCs for baddies? Um, It's just something I thought of, and I just started working on it earlier this year, and I'm I'm ready to release it. So basically, think of an ABC book for kids, right? You have A is for apple, B is for banana, and they show the picture and everything. I want to elevate that for the baddies and make ABCs for baddies. So somewhat of our Bible, the baddies Bible or the baddies reference guide, right? And the way it'll work is I split this up into a couple of different weeks and I'll do 5 letters each week because I have videos posted for each as well. So if you want to get a more in depth of each letter, feel free to visit the Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube to see the letter, but in this podcast, I'll do all five letters for this week, if that makes sense. So today we're gonna be doing letters A through E. So excited. If you want to take notes, take notes, please. I'll have some action items for some of them, some reflection questions, etc, just for you to start thinking about these things and incorporating them into your life. And yeah, let's get started. Now, let's start with A. A is for abundance. Okay. So this this is a buzzword. I know it's a buzzword. But it's a good buzzword, okay? So, basically, abundance is telling you there's enough of everything for everyone in the world. And I think a lot of women don't believe that. A lot of women don't exactly have that mindset. If you think about it, like, this this just came to my mind, like, even the idea that there's not enough beauty for women, like, your beauty is going to eventually run out. Now, I did an episode... A couple years ago, about like women expiring at the age of twenty-five because like that was the age where like if you're not doing this or like any woman over twenty-five is old, and that idea itself is crazy. But just that concept. Side note attached to that, I've been watching Bad Girls Club a lot. And there, there's like 28-year-old women on Bad Girls Club, which Bad Girls Club was known for like 21, 22, but they had the 28-year-olds there. And the 28-year-olds were always called old, um, told they need to go settle down, they need to do something, but that, that's another story. But we're taught from a young age that there's not enough. There can only be one winner. You have to deal with the cards that are dealt with you. We need to focus on all that we lack to get more. And from my experience, I can tell you right now that that is false, right? So there is an abundance of resources. Everybody can win. You can grow and learn new skills. Like it, it it's like even more than physical things. It's just literally adopting the mindset that there is more. This isn't it. Um, you don't have to settle for what you were giving. And basically whatever you want, you can get it or do it. Now, I am not painting a picture of the American dream is real. And like, if you want something, just go get it. I know that that is false. And I know that there are certain privileges or certain hindrances that people may face while trying to get what they get. But just start viewing it through abundance. So baddies have abundance mindset. I'm sorry, I'm still so congested. So My action item for you for this is thinking about what parts of your life do you view through a scarcity mindset and write that down, write down those things. So, for instance, if you are staying with your boyfriend because even though you're incompatible, even though you guys are arguing, because I had this mindset before, like this is this is as good as it's going to get. Right. So I'm staying with my boyfriend because I feel like I won't find anyone else write that statement down that's a scarcity mindset rewrite it rewrite it to reflect an abundance mindset so if i break up with my boyfriend there are plenty of men that i can date and i want to explore all my options so i can really solidify all my needs and wants in any partner so it's just a simple mindset shift you don't you don't have to stay with him you don't you don't okay b B is for boundaries. I know what you're thinking, Quenisha. We know this. Do you know it? Um, Boundaries can be set in literally every aspect of your life and boundaries aren't just, I guess the the typical, I don't want to be touched. Um, I don't want to be in this space. I don't want to go to these places. But even as far as like what you talk about, right? Like I think that we think about all the times where you have felt uncomfortable in some capacity, that means a boundary is being crossed. And I will say this about boundaries before I go any further. Sometimes your boundaries do need to expand. Not all the time is it that I've created this bubble for myself and I need to stick inside of this bubble Sometimes that can prevent you from growing. Sometimes that can stop you from exploring that new path in life because you don't want to try that new thing, okay? Setting boundaries isn't a crime. As some people may make it seem, in fact, setting boundaries is a form of self-love and respect. And again, like, I think everything I say And anything that anyone says isn't truly black and white There is nuance Like I just stated stated earlier Like sometimes boundaries hold you back You need to stop setting so many boundaries Because you don't get to explore a new side of yourself Or a new interest Or a new person Or a new city Just anything, right? Because you have all these firm boundaries set in place And staying in your own world You only know your own world And that is it now, I'm talking about a clear violation of your boundaries. You have to reserve time and space for yourself to do the things that you want to do. And at the same time, because I feel like setting boundaries is a, is a double-sided coin. Is that, is that the term? So it's something that you do, and it's also the way other people treat you. But you do need to teach other people how to treat you. And I'm not saying that as if you don't do this to me and it won't happen again. Not that, right? Just literally having a conversation with people. And I know so many people rather not have a boundary conversation because the aftermath of that conversation is truly unpredictable, right? So let's say that I am chilling minding my own business. Someone comes to me and they're like, hey, like, can we talk about the situation that happened at work? Like, I'm really curious. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm maxed out, sis. Like, I can't really talk about that right now. Like, I don't feel like talking about it, right? So all you have to say is, I don't really feel like talking about that right now. Like, can, can I decline? We can talk about it later, maybe. That person, if they understand, they would just say, okay, cool. Like, i don't think it has to be a thing you don't have to force yourself to talk about things that you don't want to talk about so i understand you may feel like that person may react like like but i want to talk about it it's okay it's okay right so it could it could result in a conflict um with the person that you're setting a boundary with because at that point i set a boundary right like i don't want to discuss this right now that person could have perceived me as rude Or they could have even not taken me seriously, right? Like I said, oh, I don't want to talk about it. They may start teasing me about it. Like, oh, but I heard this and this. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. In my opinion, I think it's easier to create a boundary by sending a signal the first time somebody crosses it. But the most important thing for you to remember is that once you set a boundary, you cannot allow it to be crossed because now you've lost your word. Not only to others, but most importantly, to yourself. So if you set that boundary that I don't really like to watch scary movies, and then you watch scary movies with the people you told you don't like to watch it, it could be that, hey, you learn you like scary movies actually and you just like to watch them in group settings. Or it could be, you're not really scared, like we're gonna force you to watch scary movies with us every time, like this is all we're gonna watch, scary movies, like bump you. You said you didn't like them, but you watched them. So it could go either way, it could go either way, right? Now, what I think one could do to learn how to set boundaries is use these phrases. So I've thought about a couple of phrases that one could use next time their boundaries are crossed. So you can set it as, I'm not interested. Yes, I'm going to that. You can't tell me how to feel. I can't make it. That wasn't funny. It was mean. I don't like talking about that. I'll respond to this today and no. So all of those are phrases that you can use when someone's crossed your boundaries. Notice that none of these are very filled with conflict, it's literally saying, no, I don't like this. Yes, I like this. Yes, we can do this. No, I can't do this. But the most important thing is where that phrase comes from. So are you saying it from you, a place where you know this is what's best for you, or are you saying it to make other people comfortable? Okay, so that was B. Let's move on to letter C. Now, C is a favorite of mine. The company you keep. Take out the company you keep, okay? So we have all heard the saying that, and I think I did an episode on this a couple of months ago too, but C, the company you keep. We've all heard like you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Ideally, you surround yourself with people that have admirable traits because that would encourage you to mirror those traits that you admire. You want the people around you to challenge you support you and especially when you're working towards goals like you need that positive energy around you like you can bounce ideas off each other they can help you with something or you can help them with something right by spending time with people that you want to be around or people that have the traits you want or people that you admire. I think that you will find more success for yourself, whatever that may look like, right? So keeping the right people around you is just as important as distancing yourself from the wrong people. Like think about when your parents, like when you were younger, they saw someone, they were like, you you should not be friends with that person. They they know, now it's your turn to look at this person and say, I should not hang out with this person. You have to now do this, Right? I, a couple years ago, one of my friends started making a spreadsheet of all of her connections and stuff. And then I also saw another TikTok a couple of days ago where someone made a full spreadsheet of like everyone they know, like what their skills are, where they work so that they could figure out how to use their network. I think that's a little too much because I can't think of that much. But I think for this one, write down the five people that you are closest to and or spend the most time with. I love this activity when I did it. So write down the people you spend the most time with or that you are closest to. Most likely those will be the same, but I don't know. And then write down what you admire the most about them, about each person. And then write down what you feel like you are lacking in your circle. So let's say that you are into investing and you look at all your friends circle, right? All of the people you spend the most time with and none of your friends are interested in investing or have that, or you just feel like, you know, that part is lacking and you don't have anyone to have those conversations with. Find, find someone that you can connect with, you know, find someone that you can incorporate that, find a group, maybe something like that. Keep the company around you as aligned with you as possible. All right, we are on to the letter D. D is for diet. No, I'm not using diet as in the foods you eat to lose weight, which is very important, right? But I'm saying your diet, diet as in the kinds of food that you eat as a person okay and the definition is the kinds of foods you eat as a person animal or community habitually eats so I want you to just think about your diet right how does your diet make you feel how does your diet make you think how does it make it how does it make you look I notice and I, maybe as, as I'm getting older it, it is as I'm getting older the things I eat really do impact me a lot like if I don't eat vegetables for a long time, then I clearly start to feel like groggy, down, heavy, like just weighed down, you know, and that could just be me mentally thinking you haven't had any vegetables today. What's up? And or it could also be my actual body saying, hey, we've been eating a lot of carbs. We've been eating a lot of meat like calm down sis where where's the rest of the sustenance where's the where are the veggies so being very cognizant of the things i put in my body has been very important and a big thing i'm working on especially honestly if you're on TikTok long enough you're gonna run across some little story about like how we're eating too much of this and what's really in this like coffee creamer i low-key don't want coffee creamer anymore like i'm waiting until i run out of mine because i don't want to be wasteful but I do want to make my own coffee creamer. That's my goal. Um, But yeah, basically, I'm at the place now where I can no longer eat or drink whatever I want with zero consequences. So when I do plan my meals for the week, like I'm super intentional to make sure that they are nutritious, filling and tasty because I'm definitely not a chicken, broccoli, rice girl, but maybe curry, chicken, broccoli, rice girl, you know, because I need taste still. So I make sure that I do have a bunch of fruits, veggies, lean protein, grains, um, diet ginger ale is a friend of mine, um, and any sweet I can find really. So I know that my weakness is sweet, so I'm always trying to offset the amount of sweets that I eat or the quality of the sweets that I eat with more healthy food. So in terms of diet, I've learned that it's not about perfection. It's about balance, which has been a long term, well, not even long term, but I would say definitely in my early twenties when I first got into lifting and eating healthy. Like it was all about perfection for me. I had the my fitness pal, like I had to have it all my macros right for that day, or I was unhappy. Like literally I would just be drinking protein shakes just to hit my protein goal for the day, which low-key I need to get back to that because it worked. But nonetheless, being just balanced, it's not about perfection for me anymore because I'd rather have fun, go out to eat with my friends, go out to eat with my boyfriend and enjoy that rather than worry about, "Mm, should I eat this pasta? So. Everyone's diet is specific to their life, right? I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to eat because I am not a dietitian. So your life, your dietary restrictions, your goals, overall, I would say eat for health. Literally, you can find me Googling what food is best for my skin and eyes and figuring out how to incorporate those foods into my life. Side note before I move on to our next and our last letter for today, Jell-O. Apparently, is really good for you, and I looked this up. I saw it on TikTok. So think about like in nursing homes when they give old people Jello all the time. It's because Jello has collagen in it, which is you know strengthening their bones, etc. We eat jell you should eat jello now because it strengthens your bone and in- bones and it has collagen in it for that skin. So I saw this lady who takes the powdered jello and she puts adds it to her hot tea. So it sweetens it and she's having collagen. And it's cheaper than whatever those collagen like supplements are, whatever is in there. But yes, D is for diet and then E is for environmental detox. <laughs> again another one of my favorite things literally i don't know if this is abc's for baddies or Quinisha's favorite things but quinnisha is a baddie so the two intertwine and they are synonymous now inter intermented environmental detox low-key minimal minimalists are onto to something but i'll never be a minimalist and I, I won't be a minimalist like that like though you know, what we see in the media. But the less clutter you have, the more at peace you feel. And I mean clutter in every sense of the word. I, I've talked about cluttering and decluttering multiple times, multiple times here, like check my stats. I'm talking about cluttering. So I'm talking about cluttering your cabinets, cluttering your thoughts, Cluttering your inbox, cluttering your relationships, cluttering your brain, clutter in your social activities, clutter everywhere. Clutter exhausts you and hinders you. One of my coworkers, um, she taught me this word, essentialism, and I, I haven't looked too deeply into it. But like from her explaining it to me, it just came to my mind, like. You having the things that are essential, doing the things that are essential. So, literally cutting out all the extra fluff that doesn't serve you or just doesn't, it just doesn't do anything for you. And I think we hold on to so much and all of that stuff does not serve us, right? So, whenever I do feel stuck or I feel like I can't make the next move I need to or if I feel distracted, I will start to declutter because I can't do it. I mean, also, just like doing simple things, like if I'm working somewhere or like right now, for instance, I'm sitting in my living room recording this. I had to clean up my living room first before I sat in here because I wouldn't be able to focus on this. Now, that may be something different, but I had to detox my environment before I actually started working on it. So I did feel like my best self, especially because... I'm sick right now so it's even hard for me to talk as much <laughs> as I've been doing in this podcast and knowing I still need to record things so that really gave me the extra boost I needed. So if you feel like you are feeling cluttered in any aspect of your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, anywhere, take the time to figure out where you are cluttered and declutter it. Keep in mind everybody's process is different. And I feel like I always need to say this. Everybody's process is different. Some people could sit down, get it done. But me, I feel like when there's a hindrance, I'm being blocked, I need to detox something. So the inbox in my email, clean it out. Like, I delete all the emails I need to when I feel like, this is this is getting too much and I'm definitely not a girl that keeps her inbox at like one to two emails right it's just like oh there's two thousand emails in here I know I'm not going to read them they're all ads like let me go through and delete them you know just little things like that and if you want more on this you can go back and listen to my episode about this which I will link below in the show notes as well So there you have it. We have the first five letters of ABCs for baddies. Make sure, I hope that you guys took notes. Um, Make sure that you do follow me on my social media so you can catch these videos every day to help you incorporate it for that day. So Monday, we're doing A is for abundance. Like, think about how you can incorporate abundance in that day, B, C, D, E, and so on and so on. So... I will see you guys in the next one. All the links you need are in the show notes below. And I will see you and talk to you later. Bye.